0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on yet another big weekend in Scottish football. Celtic see off Hearts to set up a League Cup quarter-final tie with Wraith Rovers. Rangers were the first team through after a return to winning ways and will now host Livingston. Aberdeen were the only real cup shock victims as Dundee United and St Johnson scrape through with easier wins for Dundee and Hibs. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Yesterday had the lot in the Premier Sports Cup. Exhilarating football from Celtic against Hearts. Embarrassment for Aberdeen at Kirkcaldy. Narrow escape for the holders St Johnston in Arbroath. And compensation for Hibs there in the last eight after going out of Europe. But no time to draw breath because Europe is up next and it should be a harder test for Celtic against Altmar and for Aberdeen against Karabakh, but surely an easier time of it for Rangers against the Armenians Alashkert. Yeah, League Cup weekend, Gordon. Old firm cruise to the quarterfinals with wins over Hearts and Dunfermline. The Dandy Dons bow out after losing to Rafe Rovers. And St Johnson secure their place in the penalty shootout and but it's a quarter final draw also taking place. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. That is the number you need. We'd love to hear from you on a Monday night. There's never well there's no shortage of talking points any night of the week, but particularly yes. a Monday. Loads of good football over the weekend, lots of incident, lots of drama, lots of controversy, lots of good football, bad football and the stuff in between. So make sure you pick up that phone. And let us know what's on your mind 01419511025 Or Twitter You'll find us there At Clyde SSB It would not be Four and a half minutes past six On a Monday night though Without you two having to pick Firstly your result of the weekend It's got to be Wraith Rovers <sighs> yeah, Beating does, Aberdeen Yeah you know Not since 1994 Have they been in the last state Of the League Cup So long ago Gordon DL was in the team So well done John McGlynn that's a terrific result for Wraith Alex Ray You would probably agree But if I made you pick something different Absolutely I've gone for Falkirk uh, Winning 2-1 okay. away to Airdrie uh, Down to 10 men at half time Gordon Managed to get the 3 points Big result for them The connoisseur's choice They mm. call that one uh, Right your goal of the weekend again And I'm delighted to see it But you had some good options What did you go for? Well The pass from David Turnbull To Kyogo Furuhashi Is brilliant The pass from Furuhashi to James Forrest is sublime Forrest giving it to Edward is very clever And Edward's finish, top draw So, odds on Edward Okay, Alex Ray I was actually going to go for Roof's uh, goal at the weekend with nice construction However, I'm giving it an individual uh, goal, Gordon And it's the jet, the jet. Up and running Touched back by McGinn And a right mm. fitter His weaker foot His first goal for the Dodge However, what's your howler of the weekend? <laughs> Come on Ground the jet Bring them back yes, down to absolutely earth. No you have to say uh, Hugh touched on it I think when you get beat By a championship club A lot of expectations uh, Reinvestment New management team And to to go out against uh, Rafe Rovers Is a howler for me so It's a club award To Aberdeen Okay Hugh Keevans Your howler of the weekend In a fortnight Ange Postacoglu Has changed The entire complexion At Celtic However Carol Starfelt At the back Giving away a penalty like he did to Liam Boyce yesterday. Uh, he is going to bring trouble to the Postacoglu philosophy because if Ange thinks if we score three and they only score two, that's good. 
But there will be days when Celtic don't get a three And Starfelt at the back Either has to pick up very quickly Or he's going to prove to have been a suspect by Okay 01419511025 What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? What about the cup draw? We've got big European games coming up this week The transfer window is still open There is no shortage of topics So pick up that phone and talk to us 01419511025 Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu Uh, He says the opening Hour of Celtic's win against Hearts yesterday Is the best they've played this season He also says his late dad would have been proud Of the football they showed The first sort of hour We were really good uh, Probably the best football we've played so far this year uh, Totally dominated The only sort of thing we didn't take advantage Of some of some unbelievable opportunities to, to put the game to bed But football's outstanding The intent was outstanding You know, We, we really never took our foot off the pedal and um, credit to the players in the middle of a heavy schedule that you know they were able to push that far in last half hour we got ragged for sure um, you know a bit of fatigue set in lapses in concentration but yeah I was really pleased with the football we played that's the, the football my father sort of instilled into me and you know he's he's up there now but you know I always envisaged if he's in the if he's in the stands you know what he would be saying about the team and he wasn't that Enraptured by results He wanted to see A certain kind of football And uh, Yeah he would have been Off his chair for the first Sort of half And, and a bit today Which is Which is great But I mean more importantly I think the players enjoyed it and, um, As I said for me They keep getting the rewards Keep buying into it Hopefully there's more to come Hugh It was And no disrespect To any Hearts fans listening It was about as one sided A 3-2 as, yeah. as you're likely to see But in many ways That tells its own story Because Celtic were Dazzling in the first half and could have scored goodness knows how many goals mm. And credit to them for that And the fans would have loved it There's then room for that Okay why was it closer than it should have been Yeah As I say Ange Postacoglu's philosophy is If the opposition score two We will score three But There'll be days when they don't score three There'll be days when even Kyogo Furuhashi Will have an off day uh, So Celtic have got to take care of defence They've got to bring people in um, because the season is still in its infancy uh, There's much to be done And at the back There are still too many questions to be asked But when they're hot They're really hot And but for Craig Gordon It could have been substantially more than three Yeah Alex you would understand yeah. why Celtic fans would watch that yesterday And although it was closer than it should have been We'll be feeling pretty good about what they witnessed Certainly going forward Yeah without doubt uh, I think the opening hour Gordon They were they were excellent It was wave after wave They overwhelmed hearts And uh, It should have been more goals in the first half as well You know I thought uh, It was back to the wall for, for hearts They couldn't get out And it wasn't just Wave after wave Gordon Which was impressive It's a way that they actually squeezed the life out of them Though they get mm. really high press It was relentless wasn't it? It, it was it was, it was really impressive Now I, I, he, he touched on it there Ange about uh, been able to do that for a sustained 90 minutes is nigh on impossible. They come off the pace a little bit and, and I take on board what Hugh says there, you know, defensively they still yeah. have a few frailties and he'd be looking to add because what, we're two weeks away from yeah. the window uh, closing. Right, 0141-951-1025. Brian is a Celtic fan first up tonight from Kirk and Tillich. What did you make of it at the weekend, Brian? Alright, how are you doing, boys? Good, good, good. good. Well... What a big difference for the last time I was on, let's say that. Um, the team the team are playing absolutely amazing. I mean, every Celtic fan are de- delighted with what's happening now. Um, 
it's just a pity that these Champions League games have come at a time where you're thinking to yourself, well, if that was two, three weeks ago, you'd be a lot more confident going into the games than what you were back then with the style of football that we're playing now. I mean, that young boy Kyogo, I mean, what a signing. That's probably, see, in my opinion, I think Celtic's pulled off the signing in world football, the best signing in world football this season. To unearth him for £4.5 million, the way they have, I mean, what about a business that is? He scored, he's, what is it, five and five games he mm-hmm. scored? Potentially it could have been, what, ten and five games with the chances that he's missed. He just has to calm down a wee bit, I think. Um, or he would, he would score a lot more goals He's just too enthusiastic Somewhere, Brian On the Paris Super Scoreboard version <laughs> of this show They're saying Is that right? We've got other ideas about the best signing in world football yeah. I've got no idea how you qualify What is the best signing and what isn't in world football, Hugh um, But I think we can agree he's been a success, absolutely Furuhashi is the poster boy For the transformation that has taken place over the last two weeks uh, you know, the, never seen so many Japanese flags inside Celtic Park as I saw yesterday. Uh, and he has been wonderful. The problem, Brian, with regard to the Champions League, the, those who are responsible for signing players for Celtic take too long. Barkas was in goal against Mitchelland, just in time to cost Celtic the tie. Mm. And then they go and get Joe Hart after the Champions League is over and done with. They're too slow in bringing players into the club Yeah I think we've kind of dealt with a lot of that Alex I think Brian's point is And it might actually be highlighted by comparing the two Hearts games Now I accept that one's at Celtic Park, one's at Tynecastle So straight away there's an obvious difference However, in the space of a couple of weeks You can kind of see Ange Ball, as they call it is, Is a lot further down the line in the Hearts game yesterday Than it was in the Hearts game At Tynecastle two weeks ago Yeah They seem to be a lot more settled I, th- I think it's partly today With the formation as well Gordon You know They've sacrificed Sorrow And what they've done is They've put a more offensive player in uh, I, th- I, I said to Hugh a couple of weeks ago This is a really good period for Celtic Because was it Five out of six games Are going to be yeah. at Parkhead It suited them This style of play Particularly at Parkhead Where you have so much possession they're going to overwhelm A lot of teams And, and with the, the personnel yesterday That, that Hearts had I can see this as a common theme going forward just because of the way that they're actually playing at the moment. I think the issues for Celtic will most certainly come away from home where there's a bit more of a challenge. Teams are a bit more in-your-face, compact grounds. Celtic Park's one of the biggest that'll suit these particular players. So I think the bigger challenges will be on the road. Brian, the one of the number one concerns, if you can call it that, when a player gets signed, particularly from somewhere like Japan, which is miles away, there's your geography lesson, <laughs> culturally very different, a different style of football is... Can you can you handle Scottish football? Can you get used to it quickly? And certainly, looking at yesterday, Brian, it, it was there was a bit of rough and tumble involved for Furuhashi, and certainly looks like he's up for that side of it, doesn't it? Well, the thing is, is I think if I were going to call the the Andy Halliday tackle the other week, you need to kind of call his tackle as well. The one that he put in, he could have quite easily have been sent off for that. I think he needs to kind of calm down a wee bit. I think it's only fair if we call that one out. We need to call that out as well. Um, but in terms of what the board need to do, I was really critical of the board the last time, right? What they need to do is they need to get behind Ange. He knows what he's doing. He, he's a man that knows what he's doing. He's obviously brought Kyogo in. He know, that's an Ange signing. Celtic haven't been watching him like, last season and think, oh, we need to bring him in. This guy knows players, he, he's identified players, so what the board need today, 
is is back him and get guys in because just echoing what you said a couple of minutes ago, but the likes of like Starfield, right? They need to bring a guy in at centre back that's better than him to see the best of him. Um, in my opinion, because we are still shaky at the back, you can see that. And I know Ange, Ange Ball, I love that term, by the way. But if we're going to score six, the other team's going to score three or four. Like, you're not going to get away with that against the big teams. That's okay. I mean, we're getting carried away a wee bit. We've not really played like kind of big teams. But I think if you went to Ibrox, it would be a different story. Do you know what I mean? Because if you noticed yesterday, when that goal had went in, um, say like we're cruising, right? And then he gave that daft penalty away. There was a wee 10, 15 minutes there where there was a bit of dodginess kind of crept into Celtic's play. It was the same last season. We don't want that, do you know what I mean? So we, there's a few signings there we need to bring in to kind of calm it down a wee bit to, to make sure that we're going to be all right going into big games because it's all right saying that you're going to get all these chances in all due respect to like kind of Hearts and Dundee or um, Jablitz, right, who, who we played. But if you're going to do that against big teams, you're going to get punished. So the board need to get behind Ange, back him, get the guys in he knows, whether it's for the J-League, the A-League or wherever. They need to get behind the guy and back him because he knows what he's doing. And if they, they back him and give him what he's, what he's, what he's wanting, then Celtic will, Celtic will be comfortable this season. Brian, it was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Rod Williamson says this is hilarious Celtic fans are getting seriously carried away When Rangers battle them in the 29th They're going to look silly I don't think Brian was getting carried away at all He pointed out there, there were still things to be addressed Did he not? When you Yeah of course And there are uh, I mean With regard to Edward for example Is he going or is he staying? Uh, you know he, he forms a formidable partnership with Furuhashi But it might be in Celtic's best interest to sell uh, And then they will need someone because Furuhashi won't go through the whole season uh, without suffering an injury here or there. Um, but the, when you watch the Celtic games, the, the, the last couple uh, at Celtic Park with uh, 50,000 midweek and more than that yesterday, there's a, a joyful atmosphere. The, the fans are loving what they're watching. Um, but Celtic do need to... Be careful, they need to get reinforcements Let's bring in Stuart who's also a Celtic fan from Cambus Lang this time Stuart, what's on your mind tonight? Well, it's all been said I mean, to be fair, what I witnessed at Celtic Park for the first hour yesterday was truly, I, I thought it was The football was amazing, to be honest with you It's the best I've seen for a long time And the wee Kerry Ashey, um, You know, he's just a, he's a defender's nightmare He plays on the shoulder And, and he's, he's away for you Before you know it And um, you know, we, need, we know defensively we need to get sorted out, but I thought she was a wee bit hard on uh, Starfield there. You know, the guy's just came to the club. I think he's a bit nervous. He's trying maybe a bit too hard. Give the guy time to settle in, you know. He's just here a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Um, but it's still early doors, but what, as I say, what I've seen yesterday, very, very impressive football, I must say. You, you, you're a hard man to please, but I'm sure you would accept it. Yeah, you know, you, you almost admitted that, that... We'll get a better picture of Carl Starfield in, in time But uh, I do think you're entitled to call it as you see it And Furuhashi's only been here for two weeks But he scored five goals in five games So And he came a, a, a much greater distance uh, than Starfield did Do you think we're seeing the benefits of signing someone who was mid-season? 
you know, for Hashi played a lot in Japan. It's understandable that he would look. He's well, up to speed. Yeah, he's most certainly up to speed. Logic would tell you though that in the the later part of this yeah, season, perhaps that will catch up with him. Uh, unless Celtic get cover in there, as I say, they need cover uh, up front. Ayeti will never make it at Celtic. I don't think you'll see Lee Griffiths in a Celtic jersey again. And they need Surely, cover. I mean, he was on the bench yesterday. Yeah, but not in the park. And they yeah, brought, no, they brought, not, they brought a Yeti on before. Yeah, I get that, but, but I mean, if 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 it's already done that, you're not going to see someone play for the club again. They're not they're not making on in the bench, are they? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll the transfer window's got uh, a couple of weeks to run. We'll see if he's still there at the end of the transfer window. He he divides the Celtic supporters, and it's a distraction that Ange Postecoglou doesn't need. But they, they they do need cover up front, and of course. At the back So as I say I, I can't quite let Stuart off With the Oh he's just here And uh, you know He's looking mm. a bit nervous Furuhashi is just here And he's taking Everything some, that comes yeah, his but, way but to Sometimes be fair, Just because one person does it Doesn't mean everyone can Alex some, some players do take uh, That little bit of time To settle in uh, Kyogo's been absolutely immense uh, he, he, One of the callers The first caller I think it was Brian Was saying that he could actually score 10 He puts himself in terrific uh, Opportunities would you but go as far as to say he's the best signing in world football or just well, probably in the top, maybe in the top third, 10? Do you know what I mean? I don't want to get too carried away, but Starfelt has been involved in five games, Gordon, and he's been involved with three goals conceded again. So that'll be alarming for people because that is clearly the the area where Celtic need to strengthen. You know, they're conceding goals, even though they're so dominant in, in, in the offensive. So they'll need to try and secure the back line going forward. Uh, Stuart, what else impressed you over the weekend? The boy at Alston at right back. I thought, I thought the, the more I see him, I, I wasn't a fan of his in the beginning, but see the more games the guy seems to be getting, I think he's getting better. To be fair, you know, um, I didn't think he was up for the job itself, but as I say, I think he's getting better each game. Yeah. And I think a Yeti. I think I think he's unfair in a Yeti there. That guy's no a chance. I think that guy's going to be a good player. Time will tell. Thank you, Stuart. 01419511025. We're going to take more of your calls. We'll look back on some of the weekend's other big talking points next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here to look back on another busy weekend in Scottish football. We need you, though. We want you to pick up the phone. And let us know what you made of it all 01419511025 That's the number that Stevie dialed on Stevie what are you taking away from your team at the moment? Well I don't want to be a party pooper here Okay, okay. I'm enjoying the football uh, That first 45 on Saturday is probably the best I've seen since uh, Brendan Rodgers uh, The boy, the Japanese boy is on fire A revelation He'll be in a 100 goals club if he sticks there for 3 or 4 years I've no doubt the, the defenders are absolutely terrified of this guy's pace and movement. So much so, I lost count of the amount of times he got fouled off the ball against Hearts. And the midfield's okay. But every Celtic fan will tell you the same thing. We're still concerned about the defence. Now, Stephen Gerrard put it very well, rather succinctly, when he said, you can't expect to concede four goals and progress and I'm worried that the way we play against a good counter-attacking team, like, say, Slavia Prague, for example, last year, and I don't know if he's Ed Altmar or like that. I don't know much about them, to be fair. But the way we play, teams will score goals against us. I know we're going to score plenty. It's going to be like 
You should change their name to the, the Boston Celtics. We've got to be winning games 5-3 and 6-4 and all that. But I'm worried about the defence. The rest of the team, I'm fine. But a good counter-attacking team, I think, will put us in trouble. And if we go out of this Europa League, having already been out of the Champions League, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a disaster. Well, let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu into... But he almost you know, addresses some of that He says that there was a drop off in tempo yesterday But they will be able to maintain that tempo If they can bring in more players in the transfer market He's also full of praise as you would expect For Kyogo Furuhashi After he made it 5-5 five five. You know, As I keep saying we need more players To support the ones who are you know, Some of them are putting in enormous shifts you know, They're playing every game, 90 minutes some of them But even 60-70 minutes I mean, our, our three midfielders get through a power of work You know and, it's great getting James McCarthy some time today because I think he'll help us uh, ease the workload. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't have to happen. That's a, Unfortunately, that's the position we're in at the moment. But hopefully getting a few more players in will allow us to just maintain that tempo for the full 90 minutes and, and give players the support they need. He's settled in really well. Look, he's, he's a smart player. He's intelligent. Um, you know, we played him out on the left today, but I knew he could handle it all right. He's, he's always a threat. He's... You know, he's super positive in, in himself and in confidence in himself. He took his goal well. I thought his, you know, his pass to James Forrest for our first goal was, was brilliant. So, yeah, and, and, and again, there's more to come from him once he, he settles and, and gets now football better. Any of that make you feel any better, any more confident, Stevie? Well, what I'm taking away from that is this. We know we need more players. He knows we need more players. Why are they doing all this at the last minute? Why are we not getting them in time for, for A, the Champions League qualifier, B, the Europa League qualifier? I mean, this year, everybody knows there's a pot of gold here, straight, straightforward entry into the Champions League. You know, why are we messing about arguing for two or three hundred thousand or whatever it is with the guy on Ree and whoever else? Why are we not just getting these players in if we need them? Why, why are we not getting them the new? I mean, Hugh, I guess there is part of that, though, which means you, know, you have to spend wisely, as Celtic fans would tell you in the last couple of yeah. years. Take, take Starfield as an example, right? He may well go on to be brilliant for Celtic. Absolutely no idea. But, but given that we're even discussing it at the moment, there still remains a question mark over a, you know, a four million transfer there in your mind. Uh-huh. So if you're going to rush out and, and, and get all these players in, and I appreciate that, that Stevie and others wanted to see it yesterday, but you're not better... Getting it right And there was a lot to do Was there not for Celtic Can you not understand any of that Where it, it was never going to happen overnight They were never all going to be in by this stage Probably But uh, Go back to the point about Mitchelland Barkas was in goal against Mitchelland In the first leg And then they get Joe Hart After They've gone out Of the Champions League Now Joe with the greatest respect to him Is a player Of a certain vintage And cost Celtic what A million pounds how hard would it have been to get Joe Hart in before Mitchelland? And now, you know, they've gone to Legia Warsaw for uh, Josip Juranovic, uh, but not, obviously, in time to play uh, against uh, Alkmaar. Uh, the, the need is there. The need is obvious to Stevie and to everyone else, um, but it sure takes a while at Celtic. Yeah, I mean, I think, broadly speaking, Alex, every Celtic fan listening to that would probably nod. You know, they're thinking yeah. the last couple of years, things haven't been done quick enough. But I, again, if you were to take a step back out of our mad world, there are probably not many teams that are completely done and dusted just now. Sure. And then add to that, not many teams had the size of rebuild that Celtic had. So is there not room for a little bit of understanding that there's still work to be done? Yeah, I think it's the, the timing of it all, Gordon, because I think they've signed five players Celtic at the moment. Um, and again, as Hugh touched on, it's after the Lord Mayor show that they're actually bringing players in. And I think there's a concern uh, going into this AZ 
uh, game in, in Wednesday night Now I think they've sold three of their key players over the summer But you would imagine AZ would recruit relatively well That you obviously sell high a good business model And buy low and try and, and, and develop these guys So I'm, I'm sure that they'll play a particular style As, as uh, Stuart said uh, I think that's uh, still Sorry Stevie said I think they'll do that Gordon I think they'll play in a particular style they would, um, they've got two weeks Celtic to get the the recruitments that they require, um, but they don't want to fall behind. They don't want to go to the the Europa League because, uh, regardless, if Rangers are Celtic out of the Europa League, it'd be a real blow for them, Gordon, because to get knocked out of two European competitions, it would set them back again. The the, the good progress that they've made over the last couple of weeks, Celtic, then it would obviously get them on the back foot. But if they obviously progress, get players in, then Ange will be looking for that to occur. Stevie and Ad. Defensive sense It's not coming together Quite as quickly As you would have liked then But I wonder if In an attacking sense The, the style of football Going forward If that's actually Happened a bit quicker Than you thought it would Well The, 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 the Japanese boys Are a revelation You know I think we can all agree on that uh, The midfield You know Is is, is okay But what, I, what I'm trying to say here Is Even if Celtic Had won 10 in a row The whole world And granny knew there was a massive rebuild coming. There was three or four loan players. There was players going out of contract. Scott Brown was coming to the end of his career. So we've known for a year this had to be done. And once again, we're doing it at the sort of last possible moments. And it's a very risky strategy rather than trying to get... For me, I think it was Roger Hanna or Michael Stewart or somebody reasonably intelligent said on your show that the January transfer window is becoming an increasingly important window so that the players can come in and get three or four months in jail because these qualifiers are very, very early. You're playing teams that are well into their season like Malmo, Michelin, whatever. And it's costing a lot of money when you fail. And it's as if Peter Lawwell is still in the building. I know he's not. But we're still doing things at the very last minute. It's not just the last couple of weeks. Or yeah. this or that. It's been a year. It's almost as if we're waiting to see if we qualify and then get behind the players to see the other way about. Yeah, I feel like generally that that probably is accurate. Of course, the thing about this year though is you can't. How can you do the January transfer window when it's not the same manager? The, the chief exec was leaving, the captain, all the rest of it. So this year was maybe a bit different. But broadly speaking, I'm sure lots of people agreeing with Stevie. Let's bring in Michael in Canvas Lang. What? What jumped out for you in a, a positive sense yesterday, Michael? A lot of stuff, mate. Um, uh, probably Fuyuhashi the most. He was uh, very, very good. He kept the crowd going after all them fouls he was taking. My first point would have been that how none of his puck beat him as their howler of the week was uh, beyond me hey, because he had a terrible game. What, what, what in particular? Because this is, this is where I love this show, right, Michael? Because you're a Celtic fan. And you want us to criticise John Beaton Presumably for something he, he did against Celtic But I'm also getting tweets saying Can't believe you're not demanding Furuhashi was sent off for the tackle on Andy Halliday So um, John Beaton's not particularly popular all round What what in particular annoyed you? Well, more or less what you've seen Him getting thrown about And kicked about up and down the, the field The whole game nearly Yeah, uh, Hugh, I, I wonder Because I, I was at the game yesterday yeah. And you get a good view from the press box As you know I'm not sure how much of it you see on TV Possibly not But that there were every time Celtic got a set piece He seemed to be getting kind of thrown around Whether it was Michael Smith or yeah. someone else He was on the ground a lot um, But he just kind of kept getting back up and going at it well, again Well, they certainly targeted him And when you're as good as he is That will happen uh, And I thought that some of it was uh, 
over the top and uh, the the number of times he was uh, attended to uh, off the ball was quite remarkable um, so I, I think Hearts you know they, they, they showed themselves up uh, in that regard um, but again you know as you said Furuhashi gets up and he plays to the crowd over it yeah. and he he gets the crowd going uh, and he's like Scott Brown used to do in a Celtic jersey you can't hurt me is that, is that what the number 8 jersey does is, well, that, is that what it is must be uh, so again Celtic supporters have a list of referees that they like to have a go at and John Beaton's on the list uh, but Furuhashi took some unfair treatment some off-the-ball unfair treatment and turned it to his advantage. Alex, a lot's been made about his movement, his technical yeah. ability, which is obviously very good. If you were, let's say, Ange Postacoglu or whoever, w- would you also be happy at that side of it? Because he's clearly no shrinking violet, sure. as the tweets have pointed out. He, he did lay one on Andy Halliday. Yeah. I don't think there's, there's much doubt about that. Um, and for every time someone did want to chuck him down, he, he got back up and he was happy to mix it. Is that in some ways as pleasing as the... The movement and so on Because yeah. it shows that the, the the rigours of Scottish football At the moment Don't look like it'll be a problem No I think he's got a lot of good characteristics Gordon One of the things you would try and Look at early doors is Clearly he's been smashed a few times And it's what's happening is He's going to cross the face of people And bod- people are body checking them and, and clearly hitting them Off the ball And he's shown character By actually bouncing back up But the one thing And I think we've not, we haven't touched on it tonight The pace in which he closes people down He sets off the tempo Edward Forrest They three guys were the, They were the catalyst To the way that Celtic were playing Because they squeezed the life As soon as they, they lost possession They were hounding mm. the ball And I think that's uh, Really good attributes From uh, Kyogo as well So he works hard He takes a dunt And he looks as if He's going to score a barrel load Technical term that Takes a dunt yeah. I like it I'm going to note that one down For Gave future Andy reference a um, Michael what else jumped out at you then What, what, was, what was your other point tonight my other point was that I think we have a lot of dead wood sitting in the club. Like, uh, I was listening to Hughes on about Griffiths that he should probably not be wearing a Celtic shirt again, and I agree. But then you've got a Yeti who's just not cutting it at the club. Ball and Golly will never be seen in the Celtic shirt again. Scott Bain, Barkas, Beaton. There's a lot of dead wood sitting there waiting to be sold so we can bring in more players. Right? Celtic take an eternity to sign players and they take an eternity to get them off the books as well to be fair is that not in sometimes a lot harder because how do you sell someone yeah. if no one wants to buy yeah, them yeah I mean exactly if uh, Michael refers to them as Deadwood why would you buy Deadwood uh, but uh, the, you know the, the the squad does need to be trimmed all the players that Michael named uh, could go easily um, that's why the next two weeks are a bit of a test of Dominic Mackay Peter Lawwell's successor because you know th- there are many things to be done Ryan Christie's future has yet to be sorted out Edward, just, just an, an injury yesterday wasn't it yeah. he, he should be back soon but Ryan Christie's contract is, is running down and Celtic have got to get that sorted out along with the Edward situation it's an interesting point that the caller makes there Gordon because he's saying get ready uh, Griffiths get ready Ayeti get ready Bolingoli but where is the reinforcements when mm. something happens to your, your starting mm. 11? I, mean, I think Michael's hope is that you move them on you get more in but that, that then makes but the in, job even top, bigger On top of what they already yeah. need uh, Right thank you Michael 01419511025 Rangers were the first team through having played on Friday night We're going to hear what Gary McAllister made of that Rangers fans though what did you make of it? It had been a tough week How much did Friday 
How far did Friday go to convincing you That it was just a blip and you're back on the right track It was against Championship opposition But it was very convincing What did you make of it? 01419511025 We'll hear from Gary McAllister And hopefully you next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray's here Hugh Keevans Alongside him And they're both waiting in you 01419511025 The draw For the next round of the League Cup Was made yesterday as well Celtic up against Wraith Rovers well, This is surely the time Where we need to get Ange Postacoglu And his former teammate And Wraith Rovers legend Gordon uh-huh. Diel In the same room well, We'll need to look into that Rangers at home to Livingston uh, As I'm sure you noticed yesterday uh, Aberdeen out Dundee United going through And penalty St Johnson as well Dundee and Hibs um, Through making it a bit easier For themselves in the 90 minutes Alex Rangers were the first team through I asked before the break And I'm hoping the listeners will answer But you can give us your thoughts first How far can a game like Friday go To putting any concerns to bed Amongst the Rangers support That there isn't something fundamentally wrong It was just a small blip And they're back on track Oh, for me, the the actual performance on the night, I think they've been looking for goals, Gordon. They got that. Uh, a lot of fringe players coming into the mix. Bassey, Patterson, Hadji right up front with uh, Kmar Roof. It's good to see him back after the uh, off the field issue, uh, Gordon. So, Lundstrom gets his first goal. So, there's a lot of positives to take for the game, Gordon. But you have to put it in context as well. Dunfermline, I, I think probably a mid-table championship club at come the end of the season. They didn't really inspire us. They lost 3-0 to Partick Thistle as well. So, I think there's tougher challenges ahead for Rangers over the next couple of weeks. I think they have to deal with this uh, Europa League tie against the Armenians. And then you've obviously got the the league fixtures and then the old firm game coming up. I think at the end of this month you'll be better Mm. placed. Yeah, Gary McAllister says it was the reaction they were looking for um, from the Rangers players on Friday. He says the performance ticked all the right boxes. We did ask for a, a response, a reaction. And we got it. Obviously, getting an early goal settles the nerves and settles any sort of little doubts that, you know, are we good enough to go and play in front of a, a, a fantastic crowd again tonight? Um, and then from, from the early goal, I think we I think we played with a lot of confidence. The fans got behind us and I think they enjoyed what they seen. I thought we, we played with our, the manager was asking for a bit of snap in the changing room prior to the game and I thought we I thought we our whole attitude had that word in mind, you know, because I thought we snapped into the tackles. I thought we moved the ball nice and snappily around the pitch and, and some of the combination play was, was excellent, I thought. But my feeling would be, you know, prior to the game tonight would be we want to keep a clean sheet, which we haven't done recently. You know, we want to score a, we want to score some goals. You know, we want to get we want to get people on the score sheet and coming from different areas of the pitch we got that. And then obviously performance first and foremost you must want to win to get through to the next round. But we, we ticked them all. Uh, we've got Jeffrey, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Jeffrey, they ticked all the boxes, says Gary McAllister. Did that performance on Friday tick your boxes as well? Yes, it was a vast improvement. Um, although, yes, it was a vast improvement. I mean, I, I've had a discussion with a number of people. I think it's been a bit of a hangover from last season, the way we won the league. And also with some of the players going to play in the Euros, they thought they could come back and maybe what they, they did last season but uh, yes it ticked all it ticked all the, the boxes did, did it was that what was needed Jeffrey? because it was obviously a disappointing week you don't need me to remind you that Dundee United and Malmo um, 
And when you come up against Dunfermline People are probably only looking at what you, you can't do If you beat Dunfermline narrowly People say it's not good enough Even if you beat them quite convincingly People shrug their shoulders anyway And say it's only Dunfermline So do you think Rangers needed to keep a clean sheet And, and score a few And, and put on a, a confident performance? Yes Yes And uh, there's proof yesterday uh, Rafe Rovers uh, and Aberdeen mm-hmm. And Aberdeen were all over them in the first half and when the second half kicked off, they took the eye off the ball. Rafe Rovers scored two good goals. Mind you, St. Jack's goal was superb, superb as well. And uh, yeah, Celtic, I mean, signed a good player. This Japanese, this Japanese mm-hmm. fellow. He's going to be another Nakamura, I think. Um, as as you said, um, um he kept getting tackled, but he got up and just got on with it, like every other player should do. Yeah, it was. It was. There was obviously a lot to like about the weekend as a whole. Jeffrey's yeah. right, Hugh. When you you look at, you know, you, you're not guaranteed to win football matches. As, well, as Aberdeen learned, did did Rangers go some way, anyway? How far to to showing that they're they're over what happened last week? I don't think it compensated in any no, way of course not. for what happened against Malmo. But it was a professional job, well done. I thought Peter Grant's team selection uh, with regard to Dunfermline was wildly optimistic going to Ibrooks with three forwards uh, on a night when Rangers had revenge on their mind uh, and that Dunfermline paid the price. Uh, you know, it was all over inside half an hour. Uh, so a professional job, well done, but uh, there are bigger challenges to be faced. I don't think or, uh, Thursday night were one of them. I think they'll cruise past the Armenians uh, but what the uh, ever been to Armenia? No, no. it's one that's passed, passed me by. by yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time, Alex. <laughs> maybe um, next time, I. Personnel wise, what would please you f- from a Rangers perspective? Well, I think getting Kamara back in the team uh, is important. Gordon, uh, I liked John Bassi on on the night as well. Uh, right, getting in a goal. I always like Hadji as well, particularly Ibrox. He he has some real. Quality and you know in that little pocket where they they get the two guys coming into the number ten and uh, so he was impressive as well, Gordon. So I think what Gary was talking about there, they got all the things they they wanted on the back of a disappointing week. They had the intensity, the purpose, four different scorers, clean sheet. Now they have to refocus because this Euro, Europa League tie uh, over the next couple of weeks is real important. Uh, right, we're going to want to squeeze one more in before the news. So thank you very much, Jeffrey. Let's speak to Charlie. Charlie, what about Friday pleased you? Well, <laughs> you don't turn the corner beating him to Fremlin, sure. as far as I'm concerned. Um, when I was at a game, the Malmo game, I mean, I've never ever done it, but I went away early. I, I, I knew we couldn't do nothing anyway. They scored two goals, so I just said, what's easy sitting here? Uh, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he's turning around and saying at the beginning of the programme, uh, near enough saying, all Rangers need to do is turn up with this team. In Europe, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing I'll not be thinking that way When I go to the game Thursday night Because uh, After what I've seen, what I, did, I've seen I, did, I didn't actually use the phrase Rangers only need to turn up I said I thought it would be a, An easier uh, Occasion for them Than Celtic and Aberdeen Will have to face And I stand by that Because um, Alashkert From Armenia Got a 3-2 win in aggregate Against Konas Key uh, a part-time team from Wales uh, Which tells me They're not very good It's a difficult one Alex Because yeah. I get where 
Charlie's coming from The Malmo disappointment Still there It still of stings course. But <laughs> Whilst you would never go as far as to say Rangers just need to turn up and win it No one is saying that But ha- Has this Rangers side in Europe In the last couple of seasons Not earned the right for people to be Extremely confident That you can beat a team like Alish Kerr As the old saying goes If you can't Then you you really don't deserve trouble. To, to be there Yeah absolutely I think you have to be respectful I think Stephen Gerrard often says that We have to be respectful of the, the opposition But I don't think there's any uh, Givens at this stage In any competition You know I, I take Hugh's point on We've obviously went up against The, the part time team in Wales And made uh, difficult work, work of it But Rangers Especially with the, the European Knights I would expect a full house there as well So the fans will get behind them I think the, the key thing for Rangers If they can rack up a few goals They may well be able to rest one or two For the following game Over in Armenia the following week With one eye on uh, the old firm game uh, at the weekend Take the point Charlie I don't think anyone I certainly couldn't suggest That you turn the corner By beating them firmly But given what, what could have gone wrong And that it is a bit of a no-win situation Because of the expectation levels You must be feeling at least a little bit better Than you were you know, a few days a few days ago well, it was a foregone conclusion, wasn't it? You knew yourself that. Oh, come on, Charlie! You can't just expect to turn up and win a game of football. No, but I'm, I'm saying in, in Europe, it's a different thing altogether because European teams, you don't know what you're going to get. A, a team in Finland, you say to yourself, well, if we can't beat them, they're definitely some rank. But uh, this team is turning up on Thursday night. You you don't know who's in the team. You don't know what the score's going to be. I like to think Stephen Gerrard yeah. and his, and his analysis. analysis department will know yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, they'll have seen footage of the game against the Welsh team. Uh, they had a, another round as well in between, didn't they? Yeah, but 2-2 in Wales and 1-0 in Armenia. I mean, sometimes things are just what they appear to be. And what the Armenians appear to be is just a wee cut above a part-time team from Wales. Yeah, listen, you still got to go about your business, Gordon, and I think that's uh, a key one. They want to try and go on a run. I think one of the key things as well is trying to get a clean sheet uh, getting into this game. Gary McAllister alluded to that That was one of the things Having mm-hmm. conceded a few goals In recent uh, games So it's important to get back to What you were doing quite well last year I would expect all the heavy hitters To come back in Now that was a debate We had on the show mm-hmm. on Saturday Has anyone done enough To to warrant uh, a, a, a spot In this uh, team on Thursday night I would expect all the heavy mm-hmm. hitters To play Yeah I'm sure We can get stuck into that More yeah. as the week progresses you, You're not convinced um, Let me load the question A bit further then Who's the closest to coming into Stephen Gerrard's thoughts of the guys that you wouldn't normally expect to play in a so-called strongest 11 who's the one that's given him the biggest headache uh, I, well, I suppose maybe Hadji might come into the mix Gordon mm. uh, other than that now I know you're alluding to I can see it in your face I know you're talking about the fullbacks that obviously would be but I think I think uh, Borna Barisic and Tavernier will most mm. certainly play haven't seen them over the last couple of years I've had some mm. big performances this, as, as Hugh says If this is a weakened opposition And we're only surmising Because we haven't seen them If it's a weakened opposition It might be a, a chance To get these guys advanced Get assists sure. have, have big performances Thank you Charlie 01419511025 What about this on Twitter If this is true Now Craig <laughs> You're going to need to give me Names Phone re- numbers Registration plates Photographic evidence Craig says I missed the start of the show But the howler of the weekend Has got to be my mate Who was driving past Somerset Park A ball was kicked out of the stadium And it smashed his windscreen Oh Surely not Honestly I mean I'm interested in the story And I hope your mate is fine and safe and well 
Um, but that's quite something. Give me, yeah, I'm going to need a picture though, surely. Oh yeah, send it in. Well, we need Jim Duffy. We need to call Jim Duffy and it's see. Probably do you Duffy. Is the shot? Do you, do you remember the ball <laughs> flying out of the stadium? Nothing would surprise you in Scottish football, would it? No. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/football. Come on then, a new week. Let's see what you're made of and beat the pundit. Hopefully, you've been studying hard all weekend and you are ready to put Hugh Evans or Alex Ray firmly back in their box. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. The lines for beat the pundit close at seven o'clock. So you need to be quick, and your chance to play beat the pundit is up next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Played one super scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. And before we move on with anything, Craig Graham has been back in touch. Remember just before the news? Yes. I told you that he said his, his mate was driving past <laughs> Somerset at the weekend. Uh-huh. A ball flew out of the stadium and smashed his windscreen. Now, Craig, I'll hold my hands up. I was a bit sceptical I thought nah I'm not sure no He sent me the picture He genuinely has He says everyone is safe and sound And there is the picture of the windscreen With a big size 5 mitre mark Right in it The cracked windscreen He says everyone's safe We still managed to put on Amazing festival of football on Sunday uh, For Glenburn Miners 2014s and 15s So well done everybody well involved done, boys First of all that's a remarkable story I oh. didn't think that would or could happen Secondly Do you think it was Mark McNulty's penalty? <laughs> Can you imagine What a story that is We need to get that in the, the, we're, we're, This is going to grow arms and legs We need to do a bit more digging Imagine your penalty In the shootout Is so bad That you, you smash someone's <laughs> Look at producer Callum's face Ah they scraped through anyway He's fine Right 01419511025 Keep your calls coming With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay beat the pundit time New week Clean slate on Beat the Pundit Dale is. I'm not sure we've ever had this before Hugh You can tell no. me You've been in this show a long time We ever had a contestant from Thurzo? Oh no. It's a long old way away yes. Dale it's great to hear from you How's it going? Yeah not bad Good stuff Would you have a preference if I offered you I mean I'm going to toss the coin anyway Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray uh, I'd rather have Hugh Because at least it'd be a challenge Oh, <laughs> Alex Ray I will ha- He will have you know You're the, What were you? Reigning joint Champion. Yeah, but Listen. I have to be honest with you. This season, I'm having a nightmare. Yeah. It's too dark in the studio. I can't see my notes. There's <laughs> <laughs> excuse in right away. Yeah, exactly. Dale, you're absolutely right. I'm By the way, Dale, I'm up in Fussell this summer. Anyway, your cheek, I might come and visit you, big man. Uh, <laughs> I used to live in Thursday Street. There you are. That's ten years. I'm not having that. Right, we're moving on. Heads. <laughs> it is Hugh Keevans and tails. It will be Alex Ray. It's tails. It's Alex Ray up against Dale from Thursday. Someone is going to send in my. Tales stats for this season Because it's nearly every night I don't know what's going on uh, We'll give Alex some play too Well I can hear that from here Right Dale He's not listening anymore So we'll get the clock ready 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you do not know You just pass and we move on Okay Yep Right let's go Your 30 seconds starts Now Who currently wears number 22 For Celtic Pass Name any Rangers player Who has a cap for a country Outside of Europe Pass which now SPFL side were previously known as Ferranti Thistle and Meadowbank Thistle? Oh, Hot. Who's the current Inverness head coach? Pass. How many teams from outside the top flight are in the Premier Sports Cup quarter final? Four. Which Aberdeen player, former Aberdeen player, retired today, age 27? Pass. Ooh, that's a tough question to finish uh-huh. off. Uh, let's bring Alex Ray back. 
Alex, can you hear us? Yes. Quite tough tonight, I think. Sort of, maybe. Oh, tough you tell me. me the moment, son. Right, 30 seconds. Ready? Go. Go. Who currently wears number 22 for Celtic? Pass. Name any Rangers player who has a cap for a country outside of Europe. Eh. Uh... Pass. Which now SPFL side were previously known as Ferranti Thistle and Meadowbank Thistle? Pass. Who's the current Inverness head coach? Uh, it's uh, Billy Dodds. How many teams from outside the top flight are in the Premier Sports Cup quarter final? Top flight, I'm going to go for seven. <laughs> Just did not listen to that question, did you? Was uh, one then? Oh. From, yeah, <laughs> it's the other way round. Um, Dale, how do you think that went? Well, I, ha- I had a shocker, but I think that yeah, I've just beat you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, one in it. it's probably the worst uh, game of beat the pun that I've ever heard in oh. the, the thousand shows or whatever that I've done. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it was absolutely woeful, absolutely horrific. Let's see though. Um, I, I thought at one point we were on for a nil-nil. Maybe oh. we were. Let's find out. Who currently wears twenty-two for Celtic? Christy Edward. Um, so none of you got that you th- There's going to be a bit of a theme developing here Name any Rangers player who has a cap for a country outside of Europe Joe Arribo, Alfredo Morelos, Scott Arfield Still nil-nil Ferranti Thistle, Meadowbank Thistle Libby Livingston Still nil-nil um, Oh it's a classic Who's the current Inverness head coach? It's Billy Dodds Well done I thought I mean I thought maybe Dale was going to get that But he didn't You did 1-0 to Alex How many teams from outside the top flight? One, yeah. It's one It's Wraith Rovers And the out, former Aberdeen player Who retired today I don't know if you saw it in the news um, Best wishes to him Is Tommy, Tommy Hoban, Hoban. Yeah. Tough question A 1-0 defeat Dale I, I don't know if that Did makes you Did you not get one? No it, Oh it's a big <laughs> Big man Come on Dale a zero is a disaster But it was only one less than Alex so It doesn't matter A one's a one You I know the rules Hardly Shug him back <laughs> Do you know what, do you know what? I'll, I'll give Alex this one I'll give him it you have to You have no choice <laughs> Must be the delay on the line Hugh from Clydebank to Thursday We'll blame that will we Well He's come on here Getting it Johnny You know No and, you uh, just You just Here a win's a win You, you, you be quiet back. Right <laughs> Seriously It's amazing Edward The most famous player In the country maybe Or one of and Would you, you have got that Hugh you, No 22 no, I wouldn't No Right okay Right thank you Dale um, Come back and give it a go So what was that one Things Meta can only Bank. get better Livy Yeah for Auntie Thistle Oh fuck I forgot that Wow, one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phone's incredible. One of the worst beat the pun that I've ever heard. Yeah, Absolutely I know. know. Going to keep me awake at night tonight. Okay, we're not beginning the, uh, the ball away though. That's the most important thing. <laughs> no, certainly Big not. Big be happy. Um, right, what about the? Here's my link to beat the pundit. How many teams from outside the top flight are in the Premier Sports Cup quarter final? It's one, oh. and it's Wraith Rovers because they beat Aberdeen. Hugh Keevans oh. the only real shock yeah. of the weekend. I praise John McGlynn because he's a, he's a good man and a hard-working man. Um, but I have to say, I was shocked by Aberdeen. This club has not won a trophy for eight years. And I thought they showed scant respect for the trophy-winning process by leaving out so many first-choice players, including the captain, Scott Brown. Uh, and then, in spite of doing that, they, they go a goal in front but do not hold on to their lead against a team from the league beneath them. I think it's a bad day for Stephen Glass. 
A bad day for Aberdeen Football Club And not a good look Gordon I watched the game yesterday I was watching uh, Don's TV And whoever the co-commentator was says It was after about 25 minutes And Atta missed a decent opportunity And he went That's the reason why He'll never be a top flight player Fast forward 25 minutes yeah. Good night <laughs> Scores the winning goal Scores the winner uh, Absolutely right uh, Keep your calls coming in Whether that's on Celtic's performance yesterday Rangers on Friday Any of the other cup games Whatever else is on your mind Let's hear from you 01419511025 Let's hear a bit from Stephen Glass Shall we Whilst we are on the topic Because it was the It was the cup shock yep. He says he's bitterly disappointed And believes they should have Put the game to bed In the first half Yeah it's an enormous boy. You can't hide from it uh, I think uh, I think particularly the way that we we controlled the first half and we weren't good enough to put it to bed. It's probably a bigger blow than than just losing the game because we were in control of it. So yeah, we're, we're all bitterly disappointed. But the important thing is now the reaction. The reaction within the game wasn't great to the, the adversity and it becoming a cup tie in the second half. It's important the reaction now between now and Thursday and on Thursday night is is a positive one. Uh, I think you saw a group in the first half that was more than capable of winning that game. Uh, didn't quite do enough but you saw the, you see how thin we can get stretched pretty quickly with the injuries that, that the ones that we've left out the, the young fullbacks we leave out one's just turned 18 one this is his first game as a real professional we've been on loan at Forfar and there's a protection level that you need for the players but that, like I said before the game it's not about trying to be clever trying to rotate a group or anything the, that, that group was more than capable of winning this game and didn't well, uh, that's his opinion um, But uh, I, I do think that uh, he, he tampered too much with the side to begin with And now, as he said, it's the reaction that's important now uh, They have to go to Azerbaijan Difficult travel Five o'clock kickoff uh, on Thursday evening uh, And then come back and face Hearts at Tynecastle on Sunday Which will be a big test of them So they, they don't go into it all in the best of fettle Having gone out to Wraith Rovers Gordon For me it was about The rest of the key players When it when it uh, comes off And you you think Great we've got a real uh, Strength and depth But when you when you leave out Brown Ramirez Considine Hedges Ferguson You know you look at All these key players it, it, it's, it's purely on the manager's uh, Door this one We get about to beat The pundit contestant Was from Thurzo We've got a Wraith Rovers fan On the phone From Kirkcaldy Living in Holland Honestly Wow We're, we're worldwide uh, Scott <laughs> As a Wraith Rovers fan You must be delighted After yesterday Hi Hello guys Hope you're all well uh, aye, That was Brilliant yesterday um, Obviously I wish I was there uh, It was only about Three and a half thousand there But it sounded like A, a hell of a lot more And Yeah we We showed in the second half That we can Compete with Big sides like Aberdeen did you see that coming at half time? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I think I think McGlynn kind of just realised. Look, Aberdeen have rested a few of their bigger players, and let's just kind of have a go and nothing to lose. It's a cup tie. It's not a league fixture, so just give it a go. Talk about um, a roller coaster, Scott. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, it's. 4-0 up against Hamilton Ackies and you chuck it away and now you're putting decent Premiership sides out of the out of the League Cup is that life as a Wraith Rovers fan in a nutshell? Uh, I think it probably sums it up to be fair um, I mean obviously the guys have said about Aberdeen rotating the squad as well but we're missing possibly two of our best players currently with Lewis Vaughan and Frankie Masonda both missing so it's it was good for us and it was good to see 
some of the young lads really uh, playing well, like to Dylan Tate and Aaron Arnott coming off the bench. He's still only 17 years old. So, yeah, I think we've uh, we've proven that we can compete with the, the big clubs in the SPL. You get your reward, of course, by being drawn against Celtic at Celtic Park. And I, I mean that. It's a reward. You're going into the, 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 the glamour of it all against Celtic and I don't know how old you were Scott or indeed if you were even born sounds like a young man when, to me uh, when Wraith Rovers beat Celtic in the 1994 League Cup final at Ibrox who scored in that one again? oh no I don't remember let's not go there with him uh, but now Gordon Dale did his part that day uh, I remember everything about it I remember interviewing Jimmy Nicholl who was the manager yep. on, on the pitch for Super Scoreboard and the first thing he said to me, his, his eyes, Alec, had totally gone. And he's he, he, he trying to drink in the enormity of it all, having beaten Celtic at the cup final. And he said to me, who scored? <laughs> and I said, well, eh? He said, who scored? I said, for Celtic? No, no, for us. Uh, you know, his mind had just gone a complete blank before the interview started. So it was a, it was huge. Gordon DL could fill all four hours of Super Scoreboard on Saturday with tales of that time. I don't know about that. I can't remember much. But well, yeah. no, he remembers that. That's the only thing he remembers. Clearly, I, th- I think Rave Rovers can have a big season, Hugh. Uh, you know, the particular brand of football they've recruited better. Benedictus at the back. You know, Stalwarts uh, been round the block. And they've got some good youth. Mm. I think they could uh, kind of push high up that table. Scott Celtic at Celtic Park in the next round. What do you think of that? Uh, well, as you said, it is for us. It's a, a big payday, especially now with the fans back. I would like to think that Celtic will also, because it's a quarter-final, fill their stadium. And I'm sure if we get a an away allocation, that we'll also uh, take a decent enough crowd along. So I'm actually going to try and fly back for it but um, yeah it's a big day for the club and hopefully we can just uh, give a good account for ourselves Brilliant make sure you give us a call when you get here thank you to Scott Wraith Rovers fan from Kirkcaldy in Holland honestly you get about you're Mr Worldwide Hugh Keevans That's for us all about though the, 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 Absolutely know, He's going to fly back from Holland uh, I mean I see no reason why Wraith Rovers shouldn't get an allocation of tickets for Celtic Park so. uh, and you know the people of Kirkcaldy Will turn out Big time Jamesy Parr sent me a tweet And he says I'm listening from Bahrain To those two dumplings On Beat the Pundit And he's just sent me An image of a Popular comedy film Probably from the 90s Can you think Which which, which? Dumb, dumb and Dumber There we are Well done You got yeah. it in one Hugh Keeves yeah, Listen it's a win No I, I, It's I, barely I, a win Yeah it's a win I get, I get four last week and lost Did you? Four oh, I go okay. last week and lost So listen You take it but it's It's there sure. Okay yeah. thanks again to Scott Let's bring in Craig Who's a Rangers fan Craig How are, are you feeling As a Rangers fan at the moment Coming off the back of last week And then with You know at least a, a sign of Better times on Friday Albeit against Unferman Yeah how are you doing guys um, Yeah I think You know It's a good platform to build on um, I think we needed to win that game as comfortably as we did. It had to be four or five. Um, I think if we had we only won that game one or two now, I don't think that'd have done an awful lot to um, assuage some of the concerns um, from the last few. So I was good, uh, sort of glad to see that. Uh, it was good to see Kima Ruth back in the squad. Obviously, I hope his his family are doing okay um, and back amongst the goals as well. And I think it's things like that that tell because I actually think. When we are missing both Kimaruf and Morelos, we're so much weaker because I think Morelos is always going to be a surefire start when he's in the squad. But you would 
absolutely want to have Kemal Roof there to bring on because to me he is currently you know the deputy if you will at Rangers striker wise he is the number two um, and he is important to bring on in some games um, and there's games where we've missed him so that's always good <clears throat> um, I was really impressed I must say by Calvin Bassey I thought he was tremendous I thought some of the balls he played in the box everything those balls were were exactly what Barisic and Tavernier's deliveries were not the three games before that. Um, you know, he was putting in areas where the striker just had to get a touch and it's a goal. Um, that's what you want and that's the kind of balls Barisic and Tavernier usually play but they've slipped off a bit in the last couple of games. So, But yeah, you build on it and, and you move on. Obviously, there's bigger fish to fry. Alex Scare, you know, we should be able to beat a, a, a team like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure did they not just lose to a team that were only formed two years ago or something like that um, over the weekend there so we should be able to beat that a side of that quality and then obviously you've got um, Ross County followed by Celtic so those are the, the games to look on to now if we can put together a run between now and the international break then we're in good we're in good fail but yeah, I, I, I take his point on board about Bassi and I, and I actually quite like the fact that the players who come in actually produce because what that does is it puts on the, the your, your Taverniers, your uh, Borna Barisic, it puts pressure on these guys to, to raise their performance levels. Uh, I, I agree with him in terms of Kemar Roof. I think Morelos is still the number one. However, I would like to see Morelos, Roof and Kent as your front three. I think they bring so much. When you look at Kemar Roof's goal return last year, it was a one and two, 18 goals in 36 games. Scored three in the opening two games of this season, so he's up and running right away. The one thing about Kemar Roof is you want to try and get him a season uh, where he's injury free. So I think he's, he's right, also, Craig, in terms of the next few weeks before you go into that international break. There's a lot of big fixtures. You've obviously got to take care of Ross County away, which can be tricky up there as well, uh, and on the back of a European uh, night. So three big games coming up before the Old Firm game. Yeah, by nature, I always try to do my best to sort of. Talk up the, the, the excitement And whether it's Cups or League The draw As far as Rangers and Celtic go Is maybe not that exciting You're, you're always sort of looking for An away An away ground into, And I, I mean that in terms of The challenge You know yeah. Can they be away from home Rangers have just Swept Livingston aside in the league It's a, it's a quick rematch for them And it'll be great for Wraith Rovers fans Like Scott on But again it's They're both very winnable It's difficult to see any well, Potential for me, drama Well first of all Celtic against Wraith uh, the, the the fact that Wraith beat Celtic 27 years ago Is of no relevance whatsoever But Ange Postacoglu will be uh, aware of the phrase Banana skin So he won't want any banana skins To provide distractions for him So he will bear in mind That they've just put out Aberdeen For Rangers against Livingston Rangers cannot be complacent in any cup tie because Steven Gerrard has a three seasons worth of cup ties and has yet to win a trophy. Therefore, he has to remember what happened against St Johnston uh, last season uh, and against St Mirren last season in cup ties. And while Livingston would start huge odds mm. against getting anything at Ibrooks, Steven Gerrard cannot be complacent in any way. Okay, thank you very much to Craig It's 01419511025 uh, This is the part where you record that clip And then when one of them crashes out Dramatically yeah. you play it back and say You lot are clueless uh, Right, 01419511025 Like I said, at Clyde SSB on Twitter We're here till 8 o'clock Loads of time still to get your calls in And we'll get a good 
full time teaser up and running next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray are here. Still plenty of time to get your calls in, whether it's on the weekend's performance from your club or you're looking ahead to European action, transfer window, whatever you fancy, pick up that phone right. Here is your teaser tonight. Getting, I was going to say topical, not really. It's, it's, I think you'll like it. I think you'll be able to get your teeth stuck right into it. Thank you to David Lanark who sent it in. And if you want to hear your question used, just like David's, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's where you send it Fulltime at Clyde1.com And David Lanark says Celtic currently have no number 7 in their squad But can you name the last 8 players to wear that number after Henrik Larsson? Forrest? No He's, was he, 49? Right, okay Which is kind of 7, uh, seven times 7 uh, No, he was 88 I think, was he not? Uh-huh. Mikey Johnson? So he couldn't be further away, no Sinclair I'm learning tonight That you two are not very good At squad numbers Because oh. you, Those first three answers Are miles off it And, who, and who's it after Sorry after After Henrik Larson. Larson, right okay Alex said Scott Sinclair You didn't respond No No <laughs> Just not This could be a long This could be a long night uh, Seven uh, none, none Spring to mind Samaras no. no Number nine Um, I love the fact that you just go Nah number number <laughs> you know, but I, I, do you know what? I've never considered myself a particular, like you know, squad number buff at all. But the ones you're all saying, I can do off the top of my head, and it, it yeah. it's re- you're revealing that you two clearly care not for squad numbers. How how, how many hmm. is there? Eight. Eight. Right. Okay. And we're going way back to spanning from Larson to now. Uh, Magidi. No. Um, Mal- no. Maloney. No. I'll give you some thinking time. Oh, we're getting further away. But this is after, isn't it? I'm trying. Now again. No, no, not right. Forget it. No, I'll give you. I'll give you more thinking. I'll need. I'm going to need to dish out some clues. This is. This is blown up in my face already. Um, let's bring in Stephen in here and see what he's got. I think he's got a point for Hugh. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Gordon. Hugh. Alex. How's it going? Um, I was just now. First of all, I'm not going at Hugh before he gets in his high horse. No, go at him. That's what he's here for. No, I don't. I don't know if it was tongue in cheek for Hugh when he says. Celtic would finish for this season If he's watched The sort of football We've been playing Albeit It's against the bottom half Except there's bigger uh, Challenges to come If he has watched that Surely I'm giving him a chance To redeem himself right now Celtic are not finishing For sure So that's my first point Here's the deal Stephen I'm torn on this Just before you answer Because you know I've had some tweets saying Are you going to see Fuel change his mind? Not letting them change their mind Who gets to change their change mind? Them. You no, have no, to no. double down I, I, I'm just about to say Here's the deal Once you say it That's you stuck with it And I said it Before a ball was kicked Before Celtic played Hearts at Tynecastle Before Joe Hart was signed And James McCarthy And uh, before uh, Kyogo Furuhashi had scored a goal And uh, Therefore I quite happily play the game I am here as all pundits are, to be laughed at when the <laughs> prediction goes horribly wrong. So, for me, mm. it's only a bit of fun. You're asked before a any of 38 games begin. 
a few of our wise man, you would attend the life out of Gondale's book. He says he will predict once the transfer window's over. Ah, but you can, I, I uh, didn't let them, to be fair, no, Steve. No, but you're asked the question on the programme. There's no point. I, I'm, me... I'm not letting you change it. You, you're right. I, you, I you never will, asked to change I know, I know. You will deserve what comes your way if it doesn't, and you, you know that. Um, what I will say then, just to, to carry on Stephen's point, are you feeling less confident about that prediction? Infinitely. <laughs> thought you might say that. Uh, Stephen, what are you making of your team at the moment? I think that I think he's answered your question there. Honestly, honestly, the the first what is it four games, four or five games. I think honestly, the football to me, the passing and moving is even better than what Rodgers' team was. In my opinion, the football I'm talking just the football, not the results. Obviously, well, no, Rodgers didn't really do well in Europe. Did they? I was about to say he done well in Europe, but he got to the Champions League twice. Aye, that's true. I through with Man City twice, I think as well. But I am, I'm really, really. Uh, I think it's breathtaking mm-hmm. football as I know, but I do accept that there's there's tougher, tougher games yeah. to come into. That's what I, that's what I find fascinating about this conversation, yeah. Alex, because people always throw that in there as a wee dis, this disclaimer. Everyone knows, you know, there's, there's tougher games to come. But but when you're comparing, see. Seasons ago under Roger or whoever Celtic still had to play Hearts And still had to play Dundee And still had to play St Mirren and, and whatever Absolutely. else So if people want to look at what they saw yesterday And say for this type of game That is as good as I've seen since Blah Then yeah. then I think that is fair Because I before I had the pleasure of being in here with you guys I Used to have to go and cover a lot Absolutely. of games And, and it, 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 the first half yesterday was about About as one-sided a game as as yeah. you will as you will see in terms of the balance What was it 82%, 82% position at half time But it was an absolute doing uh, uh, You look at the way they play The intensity and, you know, and you think to yourself This is really impressive uh, I, I thought hearts were tepid You know They, they sat in uh, Which is very difficult And they just needed an out ball They couldn't manage to do that But as I said earlier on the show Gordon It's not just this free flowing I see when they're out of possession They hound the life out of teams uh, and I think he will be looking, Big Andrew will be looking to try and achieve that for longer periods because clearly in the second half they dipped. For me, that's partly to do with reinforcements. You need good quality players coming off the bench. And I still think Celtic are a bit light. And defensively, as much as Stephen's saying they're a delight and I agree with him going forward, they have to sort out the back door. I mean, Hugh, I think the reason people throw the disclaimer in is almost to protect you from people accusing you of getting carried away. Uh-huh. Everybody knows tougher tests around the corner. But has the attacking play that Celtic displayed yesterday Has that all come together quicker than you thought it would? Without doubt uh, And I'm sure that Stephen uh, would be honest enough to admit That on the night of the Hearts Celtic game at Tynecastle, Following on from the defeat from Mitchelland uh, Away from home in the Champions League qualifier It was a dark night for the Celtic fans uh, Who could not have foreseen what has happened since then? You know, you had four games, sixteen goals. Uh, the the fans are absolutely loving the football. They have uh, got their new hero now in uh, Furuhashi, uh, and everything is different. And Ange Postecoglou must take immense credit. That's a, a remarkable turnaround in a short space of time. The next, sorry, Hugh, the next couple of weeks are really important for for both Rangers and Celtic in terms of the coming and going, who may well come and go at the club. Edward is still uh, up in the air. I, mm. I would imagine he would probably stay for these qualifiers and then potentially may well get sold because I can't see Celtic alone mm. having to run down his contract from a business point of view. Then you still have the Ryan Christie yeah. uh, situation. So, you know, there'll still be a bit of coming and going, I would imagine. That's what's interesting, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah. Because... 
you know, Ange Postacoglu understandably delighted at a lot of the football yesterday, but he then went on to say very quickly that to maintain that type of intensity, that the easiest way to do that is going to be to sign more players to, you know, to allow guys to get rested and so on. 100%. I've said for a long time, I reckon if we get a left back and a right back, maybe another centre half, and depend, if Edward stays, I wouldn't say a striker, because I think three's enough, just maybe, but then again, you don't know about Griffiths. And I'm, I'm couldn't have yet out now, to be honest. I think he's done. Um, but if they get them sewn up, I think we'll be there or thereabouts, definitely, guys. Thank you very much to Stephen. And AR01419511025. On the losing side yesterday was Robbie Nielsen Very close on the scoreboard Come oh, the end of the, yeah. the 90 plus minutes um, But not so much in the first half Where he says they gave Celtic too much of an easy ride And was not happy with the manner of the goals they conceded I thought first half we were, we were too passive At times when you come to Celtic Park You have to be on the front foot You have to make tackles You have to be aggressive And we didn't You know, We, we allowed them to pass it a bit too easily You know Changed it at half time and it allowed us to get more positivity in the team. And I thought second half we were much better. We were disappointed to lose the goals. You know, I think although Celtic had a lot of possessions, a lot of chances as well. The actual goals that they scored weren't great from our perspective. So there's, there's areas that we can improve in. I thought that just being more positive in the press and we had possession as well. When you take over Scottish football, Hugh Keevans, can you see about getting um, silent lawnmowers oh, no. for when interviews are taking place at the side of the pitch? I understand why they do them at the side of the pitch because of COVID protocols, etc., etc. But it's a hard shift. But, I, know, but, but I, shouldn't, Robbie, I shouldn't make light of it. But Robbie Nielsen, uh, I thought he went into the game in a far more tentative and hesitant way than he ought to have done. Uh, it is only a fortnight since Hearts beat Celtic. Um, you must know that if you invite them to come on to you, uh, the chances are what will happen was what happened yesterday and for 45 minutes it was glee time for Celtic. It's about getting the balance for me when you go to uh, Ibrox or Parkhead. It's about when do you get up the pitch because they clearly couldn't do that yesterday and you need an outball here. Otherwise it just becomes wave after wave. Yeah. So they obviously done that in the second half. Let's bring in Nick who is also a Celtic fan from Airdrie tonight. Nick, what's on your mind? Hi Gordon, uh, hi Alec, uh, hi Hugh Hello, Hello. Hello Nick uh, <coughs> the, I know the players that played with that number 7 Oh don't you give them any help <laughs> yet Nick Maybe at the no, end they, they, The last man to play in the number 7 Came to Man City on bone on two occasions oh, and the one Right okay, no, do you know, I don't already, mind that I don't mind that, they're so one. bad They're so bad that they won't take one clue Who was it? Roberts, I I said, I said, you did, you did write it down, right? I'll give you Patrick Roberts, but no more, Nick. Take it Come away on, with Nick, your. Foot- are you getting hung up? That's it, Nick. You've, if you don't take it away with your football point, I'll producer Callum to pull the plug. Okay, right. Uh, just before I go into my my point about uh, recruitment, uh, that Irish guy Michael that was on as a dipstick, Colin Lee Steadwood. I would take Griffiths in the team before Edward day in day out. So he can't be much of a Celtic supporter. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, Nick. I think the, 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 well, clearly the manager doesn't think that's yeah. the case. There's also a, a, a larger debate than we've probably got time for at twenty-five to eight. But let's say that Celtic fans are absolutely entitled to think what they like about Lee Griffiths at the uh-huh. moment, and yeah. it is not even remotely controversial to think that 
you're you're done with him as a Celtic fan. I think that just about covers it. Yeah, yeah. fair yeah. for everyone to Absolutely. have that opinion. Um, but anyway, Nick, what about recruitment? Malik uh, uh, and Hugh. Uh, recruitment wise, uh, I would go and bring back Eric Savchenko. Uh, and last season they should have signed Aaron Hickey for Hearts. I'd get him and. Uh, your man at Derby has told David Marshall he's dead wood. I'd bring him back and I'd bring back Kevin Nisbet and I would hunt Edward. He's no interested. He looked quite interested though yesterday, Nick, didn't he, when he's set up, you know, <laughs> laid it off in the halfway line and then sprinted into the, the box to finish off for the first goal. He looked quite interested then. No convinced. Fair enough. Edward's a business decision. You know, if Celtic allow Odson Edward to run down his contract, it's good for Odson Edward because he'll make a fortune going elsewhere, but Celtic will get nothing for him. Therefore, it's a business call. And I think that's why Edward, if Celtic can manage it, will be out the door by the end of this transfer window. I agree with Nick about David Marshall. Uh, I would get him back in a heartbeat um, because, you know, again, Joe Hart. Fine, but what if Joe Hart gets injured? Uh, you're then looking at goalkeepers that you'd rather not play. Again, it goes back to that thing though. If no one is willing to take Barkas away, I understand. Then yeah. you're wasting your time, but, aren't but, you? But that's why Celtic have uh, people off the park who are supposed mm. to get in about this. Uh, for me, I'll go back to one thing Celtic spent three months earlier this year doing no business at all. And a club of Celtic size should have been preparing better and should have been giving uh, Ange Postacoglu better materials to work with. I'm sure, it can, I'm sure it can be done, Alex. Yeah. Absolutely no doubt about it. But it, it's a lot, to be fair, for Dominic Mackay. If you're also... Because the priorities players in. Yes. But with no director of football or head of recruitment at the moment, Gordon Strachan's helping in some things in a, what is it, a three-week basis, um, having to... Do all that And try and find teams to take Barkas or Yeti Whoever it is Um, That's quite a lot to take on Yeah but the thing is Gordon It won't just be uh, Dominic Mackay Uh, You know They've got people behind there Who are still working Within that whole department But but, but there isn't a director of football And there isn't a head of recruitment I I, I take your point on board Gordon And and, uh, Nick mentions the boy Nisbet I think he could Do a good job for Celtic Do you think he could Yeah Is he at at that level now Well I look at him And I see a boy Who's going in the right direction You know there's questions Trajectory Yeah you look at when He he scored in the lower levels And then last year He has a good season Breaks into the Scotland scores Scores in his debut Starts this season Mm -hmm. I think he's got a couple of goals already So he's on the right path And I think with Celtic He would score a lot more goals Has he got that range of attributes as well? Yeah I I, I like a lot of the stuff That he brings to the table You know If it was between him and Griffiths You know I think it's a guy Gone the right way Whereas I think Griffiths Has gone the other way Uh, So And then also Hickey I think One of the callers earlier on Said Bolingoli I'm not sure Bolingoli's got a long term future I think that's one of the guys That'll be on the way at the door Hickey would most certainly Come into that bracket He looks as if he's A guy that's Mm. gone places So I think there are a couple Of decent shouts I'm not quite sure About the boy Marshall Um, You know I I think It's okay going for Joe Hart Who has had better days He's Mm -hmm. We're not quite sure What we're going to get with him uh, Going forward But to then go and sign A player of that similar age This is not the the Celtic model I said this a few weeks ago Gordon Celtic buy guys at 23, 24 Pay a certain price And then try and sell them and, And get value if you're buying keepers at 34-ish Then for me that's not a long-term model Celtic will be looking for a, a, a bit more uh, Thinking outside the box Yeah um, But 
time's moving on uh, and I do think that Marshall um, would be a good addition and I think he would keep Joe Hart on his toes there's, there's no reason to think that if mm. Marshall come in that Joe would think of himself as being an automatic pick but as I say this is a big season uh, in many respects and the team that gets the, the championship the title is automatically into group stages should, of should the, be yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have to bear that in mind um, th- th- they've given themselves uh, a lot to do in a short space of time but that's their own fault because they spent mm. three months doing nothing Nick it was nice to hear from you at Nick and Airdrie 01419511025 Celtic have no squad number seven at the moment can you name the last eight players to wear that number since Henrik Larsson you've got Patrick Roberts Janino Yes, well done Oh, That's me I've done my two Two did, of eight Did Charlie Masonda wear it? Oh no Oh um, no. That's it Go on, that's me I'll give you some time to think And we'll get the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're in the final part for Alex Ray and Hugh Evans, And my goodness do they have work to do On this full time teaser David and Lanark sent it in Which means if you like what you hear And you want to hear your question used on the show Have a think and send one over to Fulltime at Clyde1.com Can you name the last eight Celtic players To wear the number seven Since Henrik Larsson You've got Patrick Roberts and Juninho Well I, I managed to get two in the break But I'm going to pass one of them more to my colleague here Go on Shug Robbie Keane Yes well done Freddie Lundberg There you go There we go Well done Hoggy Boy's got a couple on Twitter Milo's chipped in with a few as well AJ Johnston's got a couple Yeah good effort AJ has certainly got In fact Yeah between them They've got all the ones that you don't Have I, I, I think we have to look a little bit more uh, Up to speed Current um, no, no To be honest no Patrick Roberts was the latest Would you believe Wow So not had one in a, in a few seasons Oh yeah. so so for the big hitters mm. So well <laughs> you think that And then you look at one oh, You're going to, uh, go to kill one of them Two names on this list You think Seriously Joe Ledley Jimmy Johnson Henrik Larson, And then you get Two of these guys Alright okay To be fair One of them played in one of Celtic's Finest nights in their recent history But I guarantee you two Don't remember the fact that he played in it This is uh, But could it be Barcelona Hugh Correct Do you remember who was up front For Celtic Tell that night? I bet you don't Oh He's just killed Tony Watt there, isn't he? <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't even know why you won't get it. you won't no. get that. No, no, you won't get that guy. Um, and there's another couple that I think you will get. So think good goal scorer for Celtic. Played elsewhere in Scotland. Stokes. No, nope, not the biggest. Uh, From down under. Oh, McDonald. Scott McDonald. Scott McDonald. Skippy. Skippy, right, three to get. Let's bring in Stephen and Bishop Briggs. What's your point tonight, Stephen? How you doing, guys? Uh, just a wee, uh, wee point. I was listening earlier on, mm-hmm. and uh, Alex Ray was talking about, um, about uh, he did mention about Bassey playing well. He was talking about how he would have, uh, that Barisic would have, would have came in, he mm-hmm. would have still started. But I'm, I'm thinking that Bassey should start, especially with a man of the match performance. I thought Bassey was the best player in the park on Friday. 
Uh, just to see what you think about no, that No listen uh, the, Without doubt I thought his performance Was uh, outstanding uh, He um, I think he had a couple of assists Which is um, You know I, I've watched these boys develop Over the last year And when you look at the two boys Borna Barisic and Tavernier They have to have some really good uh, Numbers to, to get anywhere near these guys But most certainly Bassey done that Now you, you said to me earlier on Gordon Potentially who could stand out And make a, an impact Going into this European game Bassi would most certainly come into that that reckoning, but I just feel we we born the Barisic, which he which he has done over the last couple of years. I think Stephen will go with him. Um, yeah, I mean I understand there, there's always going to be a, a pecking order in football, sure. if you like, and um, some players have got goodwill in the tank from from previous performances. At, at what point do you have to allow for players to win a place in the team, though? Because yeah, I, I I assume you're not, st- and I, I know you're not. Telling me that, that Barisic and Tavernier will play every big Rangers game from now until sure. you know. So, what, what what's the tipping point then? You know, does there not have to be a pathway for if Barisic or anyone else's performance drop, and if the replacement comes in and does particularly well, that the management say, "Good, well done, you've earned it." Gordon, it could quite easily be this week. I'm just giving you my opinion. Yeah. You're in a European game, but it could quite easily be this week because, as, as Hughes mentioned. Uh, we obviously don't know what this team's going to bring to the table, but you know we've watched them playing against uh, the, the who is it? Shog the Corners Key of Wales. Corners Key. So the thing is, if you look at that on paper, and nothing's ever done on paper, you might say to yourself, "We're going to go with uh, Barisic again. He will have plenty of the ball. He'll be bombing forward, uh, and it would encourage him." And what it also does, it sends a message out that no one's guaranteed a place. So you, you just don't know what's going on in Steven Gerrard's mind. For me, I would be surprised if he didn't play his big hitters. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. But I would I would say that uh, Barisic with Malmo and then the Dundee United game, he was stopped his uh, usual standard. So Bassis came in and he's, I think he deserves a, a crack at the whip, to be honest, and get a shot at the left back position. I think when you look at sorry Hugh, I think when you look at the both games that he mentions there, Stephen Gerrard was on record as saying six or seven uh, didn't uh, hit the heights and then I covered the game for for, for Radio Clyde. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on the the Dundee United yep. game, and I says I'd be interested to see how many players mm-hmm. got past marks in this game as well. So that that period of three games, I don't think there'd be a lot of players coming out with great deal of credit. He has to be careful, Stephen Gerrard, because you know personnel wise, he made a made a mistake against Malmo, leaving out Helander and bringing in Balogun. It backfired on him mm. very badly. Um, I I think that Bassi has given himself a good chance of playing because I thought he was. Really outstanding. I'm bearing in mind that I think the Fermland picked the wrong team. Uh, three forwards at Ibrox. They were on a pasting all night. Uh, and they're from a lower division and not doing particularly well in that lower division. However, I just thought that Bassey, terrific energy and uh, good crosses. Mm, thank you to Stephen and Bishop Brick. Look at that. See, that this show never fails to surprise me. <laughs> so, do you remember that was it the Beat the Pundit contestant was from Thurzo? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so Thomas is also from Thurzo, and maybe he's just only told no, no, no. how bad Dale was. He just wanted to get involved. Having, I think he's actually friends with Dale, and then just heard it and, and <laughs> or is with him or something, and then thought, I want a part of that. Thomas, are, do you know Dale from Thurzo? Do you all know each other? No, I'm not actually from Thurzo. I'm from Court in Glasgow, but I'm working up here. All ah, right, right, you're working. And you see, walking along the beach, and I heard it on Beat the Pundit, and you actually <laughs> met him. But because he had his Celtic top on, I said hello. No, hold, hold on. So. You heard the guy from Thurzo But you don't know him You've never met him But then you bumped into him Never met him in my life Never 
On it, huge. I couldn't believe it. I heard that contestant was from Fuzz when we were walking along the beach, and then two seconds later, after beat the pundit, we just met him because he did Celtic top one. <laughs> and it was Dale. It was Dale that you met. Yeah, yeah, Dale, mate, Dale standing next to me. Is he okay? We're with each other now. I want to point to Alex Ray. Hold on, no, 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 you, you just wait there, Thomas. You can get to Alex Ray in a minute. Whilst I get over this, I, I, I didn't even know they had a beach. It does. Oh my goodness! Right, what is your point, Thomas? No, it's still here. I was walking back along the beach, and he was like, "Are you the guy to beat the pundit? They just got pumped one not and a half, Alex Ray." <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> oh. Well, do you know the great thing about it? He came on so confident as well. God, that's the reason why I'm making sure he's okay. Big deal for right. Fussell. We are running out of time, actually. So put put your point to Alex Ray. Go on, let him have it. Do you think it's going to win the league now, Alex Ray. Oh, oh no, no, listen, uh, listen. You know, I got it right last year. I was only one of uh, two pundits on the show, so you don't change your mind after a couple of games. So I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm tripling down. I'm not doubling down. It's been a few games, not a couple of games. Oh, he's got you there. You're, you're bang to rights. Is that right? He's got me, is he? How many games have we had? Still no change in my mind. Uh, Celtic have played, in the league, Celtic have played Hearts and in the league. Um, two ga- it is actually two games in the league, so there we go. It yeah. is a couple of games. There we go. There's only 36 to go. That mean on Thursday what it means down here? I think you're right. I is think it's a, a couple of games. Yeah, just a couple, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, thank you to Thomas and Dale and... The, the, the population the of Thurzo uh-huh. I quite like that I'm going to tell that story well, for sure really. well, Oh it's about five and a half hours up north I was, up, I, was up, I was up last summer It was beautiful Does um, one of the number sevens Have a hyphenated name? Um, Double barreled um, name? No, no No Not really no yeah. What makes you say that? Well Because I thought it might be I mean, Who though? I mean did you have one in mind? No Kazim Richards Nah um, Couple to get um, Cole Carlton Cole, no, no. Oh, you've done many. No, 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 no. no. Uh, just quickly, right? Anything else we want to round off before we go? Because we are nearly there. Try to think. It was uh, a wee bit. Of, uh, I was uh, saddened to read about the Graham Alexander, the Motherwell manager, and the Motherwell fans turning on him at the end of their game. You know, apparently it was the shouts were quite something. So it's going to be a, a, a difficult shift for Graham Alexander now. He needs to stop the rot there. Yeah, good win for Dundee on the flip side, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on the back of a heavy defeat as well, Gordon. It's good to bounce back. It's, it, I think a good cup run uh, does well for morale run about the dressing room. So, you know, it's a good opportunity for them as well. Well, if you said at the start of the season, Alec, or, you know, three weeks ago, um, will both Dundee clubs be in the last eight of the Premier Sports Cup? In all probability, your answer would have been no. Absolutely, yeah. So no, but I think it's good. I, I think the fact that you've uh, also got Dundee United in the mix, Gordon, we, you touched on it earlier on. I think Rafe Rovers, you know, it's kind of dreamland stuff. Uh, the reality is they'll go to Celtic and really struggle, I would imagine. Not the busiest day on the transfer front, however. Partick Thistle fans might be delighted the loan signing of Jake Hasty from Rangers. What yeah, do you make of I that? I saw that. I saw that earlier on, Gordon. I think that's a real good uh, bit of business by McCall. Uh, it's a good opportunity for the boy to get up and play. You know, he's kind of lost his way since he joined Rangers. He's been on a few loan, uh, so that gives him an opportunity to go and just play football on a regular basis. Uh, right, we're almost there. I think to round it off, let's just quickly remind ourselves of what the rest of. Uh, the teaser should look like Celtic currently have no number 7 But can you name the last 8 players to wear that number Since Henrik Larsson That's a question that was sent in by David and Lanark That's the beauty of the teaser You send the questions in And we watch the pundits crumble So if you want to get involved It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Patrick Roberts Freddie Yunberg, Robbie Keane Scott McDonald And Juninho 
Dirk Berichter? No. Okay, the most one of the most recent ones is a former teammate of Mark Wilson, and talk about doubling down for ages. Mark said on this show, "No, have faith. This guy will come good. I've trained with him. He'll come good. He'll come good." And needless to say, he, he never came good. It was uh, it was a big boy for Dundee United, a big striker, um, oh. Chief Chi. Yes, Nadir Chief Chi. Well done. Still not came good. How do we spell it? Motherwell as well, didn't he? I think we last in Turkey last time I checked. I can't remember exactly. Right, the last two. One is your. Barcelona man Very difficult You two could be here till Christmas, Christmas. And you won't get yeah. it The other one Give us his initials then This man who played against Barcelona One name only Oh I mean he ha- I think he Technically has other names But he was known mm. by one And it began with an M I've not got a clue No I've got a wee tumbleweed noise I was going to play there But I'm running <laughs> out of time No Still nothing and he, was, he played through the middle Yeah Yeah I think so On that night uh, One name Hugh so It's obviously a foreigner <laughs> You don't get many folk For the gorbles With no, one, no, no, no. one name Razel I think I'll need to put out Your misery on that no, one No initials I Don't one just name. M it's Just one <laughs> word You're right. Miku Oof. I'd never have got that <laughs> I know I said that to you 20 <laughs> minutes ago Right the last one Hugh The initials You'll get this M Z Zaravsky Yes Magic Zaravsky We got there in the end Good weekend Good weekend in Scottish football Lots to look back on So thank you to Hugh and Alex But the biggest thanks as always Goes to you Very very busy on the phones Callers from the Netherlands And Thurzo And just along the road Uh, Busy as ever After all these years Thank you very much Keep your calls coming in The rest of the week And on Twitter We've got a lot to look forward to Big European games Celtic Alkmaar Rangers Alishkirt Carabag Aberdeen Lask St Johnson All coming up in the next few days The backdrop of the transfer window as well So you don't want to miss it We're back at 6 tomorrow With Roger Hanna and Gordon DL And before that Callum Gallagher is up next